different gravy not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast I'm one of the hosts Richard Miller and my co-host has agreed with me to replace the usual chirpy intro with a public service announcement for the good of your own sanity and everything and everyone you hold dear do not google the Burton Albion mascot Bertie Brewer is a hideous lumpen abomination that will stalk the darkest corners of your mind and his wife Betty just adds insult to injury Known side effects of contact with this monster include, but are not limited to, blisters and peeling skin, numbness and tingling, brewer's droop, the opposite of brewer's droop, a painful permanent erection, unusual urges for sex and gambling, nightmares and vivid dreams, and rectal bleeding. I thank my co-host Dr. Luke Gledall for agreeing to forgo his normal intro with this vital announcement. How are you doing today, Luke? I'm good. Thank you for... um... Keeping the seriousness. Well, of, we've got uh, to. Of my request. We've got to really, haven't we? We've all got to do our bit. It does, and I um, yeah, yeah. Just uh, just stay away from it, folks. You know, yeah. Just uh, just leave that to a pithy comment I've got later in the match review later on today. <laughs> I mean, it speaks to the quality of the football on display. Uh, mm. When you really start noticing the mascot pitch side, you know. You're watching some primo League One football. <laughs> but uh, aside from monsters haunting your, your nightmares, um, you well? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing good. It's uh, It's been a fun week. And uh, yeah, it's looking forward to a fun weekend. And what better way to cap off a fun weekend or to kickstart a fun weekend with than some, chatting with some to you about uh, hoo-hoos and Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah. And, I mean, this is a, in, in the world of Wednesday, weeks don't come much better. To, well, to, to, I think it, I think it could be, but let's, let's get into it. Breaking hoo-hoos. Hoo-hoos to be broken. Mm. Uh, first off, we had, we had our, our deadline day departures. It was uh, the end of the transfer window on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, departed. Yeah. Uh, so we we had that sort of dalliance with the fact that Lewis Wing was going to go, and then it seemed to drop off. But he's not mm. played since then. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know whether we were annoyed that he was happy to go back, or he was annoyed that we won. We were willing. For, I don't know what was going on. But he's uh, left us and joined Wickham on a permanent deal. Yeah. Which so, was funny because I heard it was permanent. I think I heard a different news source say a loan signing. Oh, okay. But it is, it, but it is a permanent. Yeah. But it was just funny because it entertained me for a second being like, I think I'd be a bit miffed <clears> if <throat> he left and then went to s- sign for a loan signing for another kind of playoff promotion contender. Yeah. Which is already, we've already had enough of that with, with Cobano going yeah. to, to MK Dons. Um. <laughs> Isn't it weird? Like, I mean, it felt for a long, felt for a while that we were really developing into a very settled midfield three with Bannon, Luongo, and FDB. Yeah, yeah. And then Tuesday we heard that Luongo was missing out. Yeah. And then um, fast forward to the situation of uh, over the end of that game, FDB coming off with quite a serious injury. It didn't look, it didn't look a good one, did it? Did not look a good one. So. Uh, 
I'm, I know I'm jumping ahead in terms of timeline here, but it looked strange to think about what kind of coverage we have in the middle. Again, it's it's that situation of saying that, you know, hey, we're playing with a bank of three centre-backs. Therefore, yeah. now we can kind of acclimatise to the numbers of having seemingly eight options, of which numerous ones are cropped, injured, or we know we're going to spend some definite time on the sidelines, on the physio, um, on the treatment table. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, again, then we're looking at the situation in the middle of the park. And then, you know, so after Wing went, I mean, I I was thinking about it and being like, I'm I, I'm disappointed he's been as bad as he has been. Yeah. Um, I, I think the interesting thing is we do naturally, I, I like to think that me and you, and, and probably other people know as well, let's be honest, are probably hopeful and realistic enough to know that Sometimes there are players with talents that don't translate themselves to Sheffield Wednesday or don't translate themselves well to Sheffield Wednesday at a certain period. Lewis yeah. Wing was definitely one of those. But I, I think, and especially looking back at when we did the 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 mid-season review points, to look back and say, you know, I, I do have some kind of weird faith that these players can repay us some of that faith we've put in them. Yeah. So there's, there's a number of those characters, right? There's, there's buyers, which is huh, something we'll come on to, <laughs> um, you know, Shadipo and, you know, a few of the names as well, who've been yeah. on, on wing. So players that we thought that could come back and surprise, you know, surprises. I must say that even though we kind of, I kind of give that condition, I'm still surprised that players do come back. <laughs> surprises. Yes. yes. Including, uh, you know, a player I think we'll get on to. Well, we've just mentioned Byers, yeah. who's kind of come back and given us some things to think about. And also Marvin Johnson. Marvin Johnson, Silaso, I think, is another one that's. Silaso, yeah, exactly. So stuff that really shows that, yeah, it is um, playing football in these times is really is a squad game. I wonder and if the tricky thing for Wing was because I have heard some people say, and I think there probably is some validity to the criticism. We never really gave him opportunities in his own, his specialised position within the midfield. I know everybody's, you know, they're all central midfielders, but I, I would think, I think the role he tended to shine in for for Rotherham was sort of what we, we asked Barry Bannon to do, being yeah. at the kind of cutting edge end of that link between midfield and an attack. And... We, with the best will in the world, we can't have two people being Barry Bannon. And I think particularly with Barry Bannon, he's so insistent on getting the ball and doing what he does. Hmm. Maybe Wings left trying to do, trying to fit round quite a big personality, a big character and doing things he's not as good at, doing things that really aren't suited to him. And yeah. that's why we've had a, such a disappointing spell from him. Do you think it like interesting? Like, I mean, this is kind of getting onto looking at George Byers. Like, but it it felt like we had, you know, on paper we've got a lot of names of a lot of quality for this midfield, mm. the centre mid berths. But then it felt for a while like we never really got the alchemy no. of that because I think the thing you've mentioned is like, yeah, Wing and Bannon did not play very well together for I think those reasons you've you set yeah. out. And then there was like a weird question with buyers as to where does he kind of fit in? Because I, I also think, um, but maybe I'm sort of uh, looking back with slightly rose-tinted glasses, but Bannon didn't play that Wigan game, did he, away? 
that was that was I don't think Wing particularly shone, but we did win that. I feel like the couple of times Bannon hasn't played, we've actually coped quite well in that situation. But you'd rather have Bannon if you've got that you like not well enough that you'd go, Oh, we'll, but, we'll leave Bannon out. Yeah, but that's that's the giant narrative around Bannon, right? Yeah. Which is I think when it doesn't work, I think that's why kind of fans kind of clamor to say it's not working with Bannon and therefore if we lose Bannon it doesn't we never I don't think we ever really like the times without Bannon we never look like we're hurting massively no but like I think you know like you said if you've got someone with that quality and someone who's shown that quality then you'd much rather want them in the team but the problem has come from times where you know especially with like set pieces because historically more often than not Barry Bannon has been pretty poor uh, corners. Yeah. Free kicks, better, better with free kicks. Let's have it that way. It's actually one of the best things about Mendes Lang becoming mm. part of the squad now is that actually we seem to have a viable second option for some of those set pieces, which I don't think we've... I, well, Wing tried on set pieces and wasn't any better most of the time. No, he didn't but, Didn't cover himself in glory, did he? Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame it didn't work out for him. I think everybody mm. was very excited with the signing. Um, weirdly now he will have played for all three of the teams that were relegated last season from the championship. That is funny. It's a funny little coinky dink. Uh, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see if, 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 uh, if Wickham can get a, get a tune out of him. Uh, mm. I think by and large, you, you know, this, it's a bit like, um, I don't know, like you don't want people to have a bad time at your football club. <laughs> and it feels like Lewis Wing had a really miserable time. He never looked mm. happy. We never really got on board with him. Um, and I don't think he'll look back with any fondness <laughs> on the six months he spent at Hillsborough, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, and that's, I don't know, it just doesn't feel uh, karmically very nice to be to be to have that happen in life. Um, the other departure was one that we did flag up. Uh, sorry, the other thing we should mention uh, with uh, Wing being allowed to go is it came hot on the heels of the f- of the fact that we had this announcement from Ad- um, Adan that he's out for the season. Yeah, which is also kind of backs up that commentary about what of our sending mid options, which is yeah. then you know for the space of a few days we've basically we've lost Wing to a transfer, we've lost Adan to surgery. And the recovery of that. Yeah. Looks like we've lost Delhi Bashuru to a serious injury, which we still don't know what? how serious that is, but it's looking fairly serious. So big questions a- around the centre mid free. So, you know, that came to be like, you know, hey, George Byers is probably going to come in and play some football. Who else would you really kind of put in there? I mean, Patterson, maybe? Patterson can do a job in there. It never feels 100% natural, but... Mm. He's got ability. I actually thought when he came on midweek, he was spraying the ball about rather nicely. Actually, it's sort of it's weird. He's he's for someone that looks so poorly put together in some ways. He sometimes really produces some moments of quality. Um, yeah, interesting. I mean, an interesting decision. I think in terms of numbers, we probably would have rather had him around. But maybe it means we've seen youngsters training with the squad this uh, mm. this week. So maybe it means those youngsters are a little bit closer to getting getting some time. And maybe it gives someone an option. Like, I mean, for the youngsters, I, I think in terms of a lens, kind of looking at someone like Kieran Brennan, it like it gives someone an opportunity to come in and, you know, have a spell of a few games kind of covering while players go back to fitness 
and kind of plug a hole for a while. Yeah. And I think we've done okay with the youngsters. I don't think there's anyone who's really screaming head and shoulders above the rest to be included on a first team no. basis on a regular, regular everyday basis. It, it makes me wonder if, like, um, do you think we might see might see uh, uh, Hunt Junior come back in? Maybe, yeah. I mean, it, 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 that's another factor, isn't it? Hmm. But then he's out. He's out on. Uh, he's out on loan, isn't he? So. He's out on loan, but I'm sure he can probably be recalled. Yeah. Let's be honest. I'm sure for Wednesday's purposes, they probably want him to stay there and after his contract extension and keep playing and keep yeah. developing himself as a player. You know, getting regular minutes. You know, am I right in thinking we've seen tree. Brennan play in midfield previously, or has it always been defence? I feel like maybe he's played a role at like a kind of centre CDM. Yeah. Kind of to forgive my, uh, <laughs> to forgive my my footy man parlance. I feel like um, yeah, I feel like him and and Waldock. We've seen them both play centre back and central midfield, but yeah, and we yeah, still have Liam Waldock, don't we? Yeah. Anyway, so the other person mm. that's gone, we did talk about this in, in, briefly previously, but Adedoyin, that's that that was sort of looking like it was off, and then it, it happened at the la- very last moment that um, he was he was allowed to go and join Accrington Stanley uh, again on a permanent deal. Mm-hmm. I believe we'll, we'll get some money for that, or we will have received some some fee there. Um, but. Yeah, but best to look with it to him. It'd be interesting to see if he gets games. They see how close he is to things at Accrington Stanley, um, almost as a benchmark of. I don't think anybody's, as you say, clamouring for him to get into a Wednesday team. But does he? Does he? Does is not good enough for Wednesday? Still good enough for other teams in our league? Would be is an interesting sort of question to play around with. Hmm. Trying to see if he played this weekend. <clears throat> you mean in their game where they played against? Uh, well, the you know, League One. Topping behemoth Rotherham. Mm. Might have lost 1 0. Luke. Well, he did get on. He uh, came on 53rd minute. So, yeah, good on, good on him. If he goes and gets game time, fair dues. Sure. Best of luck to, best of luck to Adedoyne in his career. Um, so, the other big chunk of news, so this is where we cover midweek matches, is the game against Morecambe. Mm. So, as you touched on, no, no Luongo. He, uh, he he missed out, uh, and they were at pains to say it was just purely rested. That that was sort of briefed. He was at the game. He was all smiles. Uh, the local press were briefed that this is genuinely he is being rested. He's not injured. So I think probably mm. to allay fears uh, to an extent. But it meant Byers came in, and Byers. It's a long time since he's started a game of football for Wednesday. Um, partly through injury, partly through not really establishing himself. Um, Luke's Luke's favourite player thus far uh, in the season. <laughs> Uh, the other bit of news we had pre-match was that Darren Moore had COVID again and was absent mm-hmm. from uh, pitch side. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, we're coming off the back of uh, this two games in a row at Hillsborough. We, we'd uh, beaten Ipswich Town at the weekend. Um, Morecambe, uh, one of our frustrating early in the season games where we kind of gave up a goal and then toiled and didn't really... I think we had shot after shot and just didn't make anything stick against them at their place. So a bit of an opportunity for revenge. Um, but the, I think the big story from this game, unfortunately, is, is the injuries that we, that we picked up around it. I mean, it's great that we got a, 
a result and we'll, we can talk about how that sort of came about but hmm. uh the first major incident was 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 harley dean getting injured uh which is so heartbreaking and i mean he's all he's talked about himself being a player that never gets injured and he walks in the door at Hillsborough. I mean, you know, maybe Hubris, their name is Harley. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it's for somebody who is notably not, you know, doesn't succumb to injury that often uh, to to immediately pull on the blue and white of Sheffield Wednesday and just crock himself or well, get get crocked is, uh, oh, it's, it's, it's dripping with all sorts of... Uh, awful uh, dramatic tension isn't it very much so do you think um do, again really awful comparisons with Aiden Flint yeah to Wednesday you know the start starts plays a good game has a really decent game you know plays another game picks up an injury very early on goes off yeah yeah big injury and immediately it's same with Flint in the you, immediately when you see him play you're like yeah this is what we've been after this is mm. what we need and then mm-hmm. Yeah, that <laughs> immediately on identifying where the where the need is, the person that fulfills that need is gone. Um, but replaced by Palmer, a bit of a reshuffle then. So we went Story, Hutchinson, uh, Palmer in that back three. So two very, two people who are very familiar with playing with each other at this stage, and then and then Story, who's um, who's been a great addition himself. We didn't have the the, quite the sort of noisy impact that uh, that Dean did, but I think looking back on these first three games, he, he looks like a very, very, very decent acquisition. Does uh, Jordan Story? Um, <laughs> seventh minute, we had a free kick. Bannon played the ball over the top for Windass, and Windass hit a volley so hard that the goalkeeper needed to change his shorts. <laughs> Well, he seemingly did that. The the only notes I really have from this game, I should have made some notes against this game, but seemingly that my notes is that Windass seemed to deal out two concussions. I guess so. As part of this game, but just sheer blasting the ball into people's faces. Yeah. You know, injuries you, you'd think would be kind of put together if in some kind of kids' Disney TV show, <laughs> really. So, do you, so, uh, so he, yeah, he the volley hit him... Square in the face. He mm. needed some treatment. He then sort of struggled on, but he did change his shorts. So do we, we, this needs to be talked about, I think. You know, we're all adults here. We don't need to snigger about this. But did he soil mm. himself, do you think? Definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think his windows whacked a ball in my face. I think I'd shit myself. <laughs> I mean, often when you think it is going to be windass, you can misjudge, can't you? And... Uh... <laughs> more of a solid ass and uh you know. but it was but it was Windass the one who followed through so that's kind of interesting oh dear um the defense immediately looked pretty shaky when uh when dean went off i think things looked just looked like people weren't quite sure who was doing what roles for a little bit of time mm. uh, on the 22nd minute carson was removed they they did change keeper in in the end um I, I, I meant my next note was that chances keep falling to Camberry, who looks really short on confidence. All of our kind of good moments, we did have some good moments, uh, but they all seemed to fall to Camberry, who was looking for other people to pass to and um, 
not looking really to take shots on himself. He's yeah, he looks a bit bit gun shy at the moment. Thirty um, fifth minute, probably the best chance of the game for Wednesday. Uh, Nathaniel Mendes Lang bursts onto the ball, powers into the box, plays it to Canberry, who then kind of played it back to him, a bit of a one-two of sorts. And uh, Cooney for for them made a great a great block uh, to 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 stop that being a, an effort on target. Um, we then had a goal judged offside in the 41st minute. Bannon played a great ball over the top. Johnson scored, but it was judged off t- offside. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. I, I mean, it's, we don't get great angles on the games, unfortunately, uh, too often. Uh, but then, the, yeah, the last moment of the half was Delhi Bashiru getting crunched. Um, it, I couldn't work out because I was sort of worried Delhi Bashiru might get in trouble. I thought Delhi Bashiru was the one that was late. I think the ball had kind of gone, but then the contact happened afterwards. But it didn't look good, did it? He got it looked like mm. a real clunk, and then he he um, he needed quite a lot of assistance to get off the pitch when at the end of the game, at the end of the half. Um, break in wherever you need to, by the way. But uh, I've just got chance after chance for Wednesday. Not many requiring a save from the keeper, uh, but we need to keep that pace and intensity to things. Uh, add a bit of quality in those key moments and. The defence looks slightly worrying, so possibly we need to get not just one goal, but two. Mm-hmm. That was my kind of half-time thoughts. Um, Patterson came on instead of Delhi Bashiru, so that was the, the change that was made. Um, 49th minute, we had another goal chalked off. A short corner routine resulted in Byers crossing for Canberry, and it was a really lovely cross by Byers. Uh, Canberry nodded at home, but, but Canberry was was judged offside. Um, and yeah, it's 55 minutes, just as you start to despair at our poor luck. Uh, Mendes Lang beats a man, feeds Bannon, who lays the ball off to Byers, who absolutely thumps it into the top corner from 20 yards out. This was a peach of a goal. What a finish. Yeah, just I just love the ones from the outside of the box where you hit it. And it looks like it's... Probably from the angle we get from the south stand on the cameras, it looks like it's kind of bending away. Mm. But it just looks like some kind of long, swerving, kind of Roy of the Rovers rocket into yes. the top right yeah. corner. It's It was fantastic. What it was great. For a guy that's not scored for us, although he has gone close, he's hit the post a few times for us. He's had he's had a bit of the Darren Potters about him in that regard. Um, but, uh, yeah, just absolutely thumped home and capped off a good return to the, to the first team. I thought he'd had a good game all round, really. He'd not looked out of place. Mm-hmm. Um, he does. He does like a tackle. He likes a bit of a naughty tackle sometimes. Um, but uh, yeah, what a great, what a great goal and, and uh, nice to get the rewards. This is so. We've had so many games like this this season where we just haven't finished it, haven't taken that chance, and it was good. It was good to see us do that. Um, we did then sort of have a period of of kind of dawdling and. Uh, Towards the end of the game, we were sort of asking Morecambe to, to have a go and at us. Um, we had a brilliant moment for Hutch where he cleared the ball off the line twice and then out of the box a third time, mm. <laughs> um, all in one uh, in one fell swoop. Um, and that, unfortunately, that was sort of encouraged by a, a Peacock Farrell flap. He he had a bit of a mad. 20 minutes or so towards the end there, uh, which luckily we we got a, we escaped from we you know we escaped without conceding, um, and then the 90 plus one minute Berahino actually does something useful finds the, <laughs> <laughs> finds Mendes Lang uh, who scores one of the scrappiest goals you'll ever see, 
a piece of performance art based on this knackered looking Wednesday team just about dragging a win over the line. Um, <laughs> we did look a bit tired. We looked a bit leggy. It looked like a Tuesday after a Saturday, and but we got the job done. That we did. I mean, Tuesdays usually, usually you do usually follow Saturdays, Rich. But I get your point. They do. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few days in they between. don't always have matches on them. That's true. That is very true. Yeah, job done. I mean, but the it's a difficult win to swallow with three three yeah. pretty serious heavy casualties to the Sheffield Wednesday side. Added to you the know. fact that we've broken another loney, we've broken somebody else's toy again. We were given a borrow <laughs> on Tyrese John Jules, and we've broken him too. I'm not lending my toys to you anymore. You Brit, everyone, I give you. <laughs> That's my Mikel Arteta impression. <laughs> he spent a lot of time in London and Glasgow, so his accent is just landed right in the middle, which is Newcastle. Newcastle. <laughs> I don't like Patrick Aubameyang at all. I'm going to get rid of him, send him to Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah. This is a shame that there's like there's no emergency loan window. Yes. And there's no return policy on the toys <laughs> we are given. <laughs> not even the warranty there's on no this. There's a cooling uh, off period for Arsenal youngsters. We don't like this one. Having got it home, it's a bit shabby. Can we have another one, please? We've we've bought it directly from the from the supplier which runs a shop, but then both the supplier, the manufacturer, and the shop have both gone out of business. When we've taken our John Jules back, <laughs> back to it at, uh, on the moor. Do you have next, another double-barrelled youngster, please? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know the database says you don't, but could you just go and check in the back? You sure you don't have a, a another e-banks lying, <laughs> lying around? There's so many e-banks. There's so many e-banks. Um, yeah, a, yeah, a cost, a, a costly win in many ways. Um, and there was such a bleak. The the I don't know whether Moore was feeling like down from uh, his isolation or something like that, but it was it really was such a such a bleak uh, injury update because he was just saying no to everything. They were going like, so those four that were injured around the Tuesday game, any chance of any of them being back? No, no, none of them are going to be back. No, and we've seen some pictures of uh, Iorfa and a couple of other people training. Any chance of them uh, make it? No, no, none of those three are going to be back. Here. <laughs> Just, <laughs> it's a pretty bleak picture in terms of yeah. uh, the injury situation at the moment, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> which makes it all the more intriguing that we've we've put together a run of a run of positive form. <clears throat> free on the bounce and free clean sheets. Yeah. Yeah. Or coming into today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Spoiler. Yeah, oh. oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. It was a win all along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But why, did, but why did Luke and Rich sound so deflated? <laughs> yeah, Bruce, it's the Sheffield Wednesday squad, the, the, uh, the opposite of Unbreakable, just like constantly... Uh, Mm. Yeah, falling to pieces. Um, yeah, What's so the bit in the podcast where Luke and Rich debate whether Trevor Braithwaite, the media director at Sheffield Wednesday, will put on a shirt? <laughs> it's getting there, isn't it? It is getting there. It's getting there. Where do you think he would play? Probably a sweeper. Probably an, an old-fashioned role. Yeah. Not, not asking questions of the defence. Left wing half. 
<laughs> so we lined up. Uh, we lined up. Bailey Peacock Farrell uh, in goal. That same back three that finished the finished the game midweek. So we had Story, Hutchinson, Palmer, uh, mm. Hunt was shuffled back into the pack. So he he played uh, right wing back. Uh, Johnson stayed left wing back. Uh, and then the midfield of Luongo, Byers, and Bannon, uh, the same as uh, same as midweek, and a uh, 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 pairing up front, uh, uh, an unlikely pairing of Callum Patterson and Nathaniel Mendes Lang. Does this does this this makes me remember the days of Jos Luko? <laughs> this was like you know because you couldn't work out, and during those times it was like sure we had with Sheffield Wednesday we had um, a lot of old pros who have injury issues. Or have never had injury issues before, but suddenly, suddenly they have injury issues now. Um, you know, I find it's actually, I think Josh Windass said he's never really had many injury problems. Really? On Twitter, that's what he was saying. People should not say these things. I know, I know. It's a bit like some of the things that me and you text, and then, and then we see things like that happening. In fact, I was perilously close from texting um, my friend Daz, who yeah. at university had a, a friend who was the daughter of the. The Burn Albion chairman. Oh right. And so he's got a, a bit of a an affection for that side. So I was just joking with him whether he's been torn at Wednesday beating Burton Albion. Because this is actually the first time that we've each actually beaten Burton Albion ah. in our history. Wow. Mind you, is that one of those where we've played them like three times in our history? Yes. <laughs> this is this is like the, fifth, the answer is this, yes. The answer is yes. This is like the sixth time I think we've played. Bernalbian or something on those lines. There's like five games before. They are Icarus-like, touching the high point of their uh, history, and we are the... What's the opposite of Icarus? (laughs) (laughs) We're we're, we're Icarus after he's he's burnt his wings. We're Icarus's second cousin, Licorice, who would often often lick lick the ground. (laughs) It didn't didn't turn out well for him. (laughs) Icarus Act 2, the crunching landing on the ground. <laughs> Crawling to safety. <laughs> so, no, but um, just looking at that, go back to like, go back to look at the lineup. I mean, it's pretty wacky. It's, de- it's wacky. It's depressing to look at for the fact that there's so many names missing. I mean, I didn't think it was a terrible lineup. It was, no? you know, like there's enough kind of core and solidity in that spine to make it work. But again, like comparing back to Yos Lukai, Yos Lukai times, there was like, he would often do like a really wacky lineup, which was purely just the thanks, thanks to the fact that we don't fully know at the time whether he had a big personal thing against a lot of like aging professionals who he didn't mm. think did, did they played well enough or gave enough effort. They were maybe kind of like, kind of, Maybe Yoss Luka was a bit of a, um, a Germanic Danny Wilson, pro- proclaiming George Boyd to be a fancy Dan, maybe. <laughs> Something along those lines. But, um, yeah, yeah, you know, but then there were some lineups which were just wacky and bizarre, but then they worked. Yeah. From Yoss Luka. And it, it had a very big vibe like that, especially especially now we're playing with the 3 5 2. I think that kind of first came to Wednesday. Under Yos Lukai, more of a five three two, maybe. Do you think, in part, it's just he can only tinker in so many? He loves, still loves the rotation. He's addicted to the rotation, um, and he can only do that in literally like two positions now because there's so many injuries. Like you can't, 
swap the defence around because there's nobody else. You can't do anything with that midfield because there's nobody else. But up yeah. top, you can throw a few bodies at it. You can throw a few uh, sure. round, pe- round pegs in square holes. <sighs> you can, you can uh, square pegs round holes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> and I mean, to look at that, I mean, let's just... So that's the lineup you've mentioned. Yeah. Let's just take a little moment just to look at that bench because that is... That is a bench that is bereft of a, of a lot of professional footballers. We've got Jaden Brown, who um, I, you know, again, like I've said before, could surprise us. He, he's not he, going to, though, is he? He's not going to, no. no. Camberry, who, you know, um, I'm happy to see in and around. Berahino, who I don't really want to see anything of. No. Um, Waldock. Liam Waldock. Liam Waldock. Like this is the level we've got to. That you know he's he's getting in around the bench. Obviously, Wildsmith is back up keeper. Kieran Brennan, and then Silasso. But like, I mean, look at that. We've got like, we've got like three strikers on the bench. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's literally yeah. I, but then I I suppose the th- I suppose what the, uh, we're trying. And then to... we've we've then we've started two players. <laughs> strikers yeah, yeah, in the striking berth. Yeah. Uh, so I suppose, you know, we've got, I suppose the thinking is we're trying to manage Canberra. He's, he's returning from a surgery. We're not really told, yeah. we're not really told what, that, what that surgery was, but he's yeah. coming back from a long spell on the sidelines. Um, he played two sets of 90 minutes back to back. So, you know, I think managing him makes sense. Patterson always wants to play wherever and nominally he was signed as a striker um and then i think maybe so's a little bit unlucky not to get the job but then M- mendes lang's just in such good form so you kind of want to keep him around he's a bit of pace alongside the tall guy and today it was windy as balls really windy day horrible, mm. horrible pitch i mean fitting on uh, another one of these weekends where people talk about the magic of the FA Cup as all of the little t- teams go out to the Premier League teams, uh, that we play it at the sort of ground that they talk about being a leveller for uh, <laughs> for the Ronaldos and uh, and, and uh, mm. David Silvers of this world. Uh, <laughs> While we're talking about this, Rich, I imagine you probably had the um, you had the Burton commentary for this. I did. Today. A oh, grumpy, that's, grumpy that's man from birth. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, John Pearson declares he'd rather play in snow than wind. Obviously, that's an impossibly rare situation where there's purely snow and no wind. <laughs> yeah, but it looks all the uh, all the weathers. Uh, just wind on its own is the worst sort of weather. Um... <laughs> I, I don't mind playing in rain if it's rain that just comes down. Vertically, with no wind <laughs> at all, which is obviously hilarious because that's like that's never the case with. Ideally, with football would be played inside with artificial weather, so that you have no wind, but but different elements to play against. <laughs> Somehow, weirdly, how was it that it looked so? The, I was so we t- mentioned that it, this was the you know this was a game of football of a quality that. I spent time looking at what was going on on the sidelines more often than normal. Um, so we see this corner flag, the the kind of the one opposite on the right was kind of isolated, had a nice wall behind it, so you could see it very clearly. How mm. is it possible that it spent the whole first half going for them and towards our goal, 
And then they came out for the second half and it was going the other way. Like, have they got some sort of amazing Egyptian-style wind tunnel going on outside the ground there at Burton Albion to, to like, funnel it to make sure they can switch it at half-time? Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> so that their hoofball can always go as long as possible. There you go. <laughs> but it was. I mean, it, it, there's not many times you notice how windy it is. Like, balls getting, like, going, being kicked up in the air and, like, stopping and dropping and kind of all and things like that and like moving when pe- people try and take corners and uh, free kicks and things like that the ball rolling away because of the wind like this was an, an excessively windy day mm-hmm. um definitely you know, m- much more than you normally notice um but again i think we start i mean we started off reasonably well this was a very scrappy game all the way through First five minutes, we had a couple of crosses. We had one from Hunt, one from Johnson. Nobody really got on the end of them, but it kind of bode well for those two getting involved in things. Um, to be honest, the next note I've got is a, is is the that kind of spurious penalty shout for them. I don't know what you made of that. That was Byers sort of having a nibble at, at Chapman, their number ten. Oh, that was about the fifteen-minute mark, wasn't it? Yeah, fifteen-minute mark. Yeah, yeah. I've got a few notes because I mean, like, um, I think you may have mentioned it's a great work of the byline tackle to Johnson, who put that wicked cross in, which was headed behind, mm. and that was the resulting corner, which went to Bannon, who crossed for Pato to kind of very tamely head over Headers, in the yeah, way that sort of went straight up. Many sh- poor strikers kind of unconvinced me with he headers. Needs to, he needs him and Canberry need a goal, don't they, to kind of like. Get back on track. I think they both look like players that are, yeah, a bit short on confidence in front of goal. Six minute. I know there was some miscommunication between Hutch and Belly Peacock Farrell. Hutchinson did a very weak header behind, but I'm also wondering yeah. how much was kind of played by the situation of the the wind, like yeah. just the awful kind of traditions today. That kind of trickled behind, but luckily nothing came from that corner. It was again like they they kept trying to take corners and then. There were so many times that I think they wanted to make a long kind of cross, regular cross from the corners, but then it would just kept blowing the ball away yes. every time they'd put it down. Yeah. So they ended up just doing like short, short corners for them. Um, at this level, I've got to say, like at this point, just going through my notes, I've got the you note about John Pearson talking yeah. about snow and the wind. Yeah. Um, this is giving me some real flashbacks to some very poor games against Burton Albion. I, it did have the one in my memory of the Gary Hooper scoring. I think it was 2017. That's where we went there, and I think we drew one all. Oh, yeah. They mentioned that, and that was that was poor. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's it's not a really fun game, so I've got a lot of pithy comments to kind of get through. <laughs> um, you know, we look off across to the Rhaegar stand. You know, this is obviously after Burton's finest, finest export and runaway success, an app that detects Gareth's. <laughs> Can I tell you about like if I was if I was the chairman of Burton Albion, there'd be one thing from their recent kind of kit. I don't know if it's been a historical thing with any of their decisions about some of the colours they've got. One thing I would be like, no, I'm not having any of this. Akin to kind of the world of um, you know, Vincent Tan making Cardiff dress in red. Yes. But my thing would be smaller and it would also have a pithy, pithy, probably annoying reason. I really hated their socks going from yellow to black because if they had any players with black boots, it would look continuous and look like they're wearing some strange boots. 
some strange kind of fashion boots. Then number 37 had that. I can't remember okay. his name. But I just hated looking at it. I just, I kept finding myself just like staring at it, just being like, what? Where did the, it, it looks so weird. <laughs> number 37 was Hamer. Thomas Hamer. Hamer. Thomas Hamer, yeah. I, so I'd just be like, sorry, lads, you can't wear black boots. <laughs> yeah. Or we correct the socks. We just make the socks all yellow. <laughs> oh, did this I, I said, you know, this is this is an ugly game. It's a mucky game, but not in a mucky fun way. No. Maybe it's like you're watching kind of a pornography scene, but they just it just somehow turns into you expect it's gonna be naughty, dirty, fun, fun, sexy time, but then they just all poke themselves in the eyes, maybe. Maybe just somehow turns into free stooges in the middle of it. It's <laughs> The playing surface is awful. It's windy. They're a crap side. This is a crap place to play. Yeah. I'm going to make lots of pithy, awful Billy Big Ball, Sheffield Wednesday fans comments yeah. about Burton Albion because this is grim. It and is all, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say if, if, if you've not seen the, the state of the pitch. I mean, it's, it's a long, long time since I've seen one as bad as that. It really was... Dreadful. More more sand than grass. <laughs> it made me wonder if, you know, we talk about, like, I, I still haven't gone and done the research as to whether um, the Oldham ground is oh, yeah. is the most highest ground highest in, uh, in, in highest elevation in the United Kingdom. But this feels like a really weird ground, maybe, where somehow, even though it is flat, maybe it's actually weirdly bent round on the top of a hill. So that all of it's maybe just succumb to all the elements, all the piss, all the rain, all the wind. It just looks crap. Like I'm gonna be honest. And it's just it's this is not leading to an entertaining football. That brings me to the fifteen minute mark. I said so following the corner move, I thought we were a little bit touch fortunate yeah. to not concede a penalty in that situation. I did enjoy Byers protesting little nineties dance move finger wag. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh, 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 he did a little bounce to it as well, like he was uh, <laughs> like he was auditioning for some kind of knockoff of Boyzone. Maybe. <laughs> um, do you want to know highest? So highest football stadium, mm. um, and this is in terms of being above sea level. The Hawthorns apparently is five hundred and fifty-two feet, and then Boundary Park Oldham is five hundred and twenty-six. So. It's pretty. It's pretty high up there, man. Um, <laughs> the birdie, birdie. It's pretty high up there, birdie. Don't know. Burton don't seem to come you, into you it. Imagine, you, you imagine. You imagine Cheech and Chong got their own <laughs> box. Got their own executive box at the Premier Stadium. Maybe, maybe they weren't a league t- team at the time that this was all pulled together. Yeah, Burton aren't on the list. That was a beautiful Windows error noise we got. It was nice, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, just, just you know, in place there. No, I, I, I agree. I thought I don't know that Byers touched him, but I think mm. it was one of those where the ref was the wrong side. Like Byers was on the ref side of it, and it looked like a pretty convincing dive. And given those two things, quite often a ref will give it. I think just to kind of save save face. Mm. Um, twenty third minute. Byers again involved in things maybe not for the best of reasons, but Byers and Patterson absolutely smashed into each other on the edge of our box. Smashed <laughs> heads. The ref played on like 
it's not a head injury if you own, your own player does it to you. And then neither of them got a check afterwards. I know nothing came of it, but like yeah. they ran face first into each other. Like, aren't we supposed to have safety protocols? Aren't we supposed to be looking after people in these situations? You'd you'd think. You'd think. Just because a player gets up and plays, that's not enough. It's the ref's got to look after the players. They're always going to want to get up and play on. Do you think, like, the interesting thing we talk about, we talk about, like, typically, you know, in our history of loving, loving the... Um, Loving the beautifully inconsistent wingers we've had, you know, yes. akin to our love affairs with Jermaine Johnson. Yeah. Um, do you think a bit similar to how their careers, like they, they'd be playing at the higher level if they were more consistent? Do you think that also applies to referees as well? Maybe. Because it, it is very if inconsistent. If they were consistently competent. Yes. They, yeah. They'd be, uh, they'd be home by now. I, I said that this was a clumsy bombardment. From Burton Albion. Yeah. We definitely had to weather a storm early on in that, that game, didn't we? I think we, mm. we were struggling with the elements. Um, interestingly, on their commentary, they were talking about how they're... Because they, they, I think they, they're worse at home. So they're in that weird position where it should be a strength <laughs> for them that they've got such an awful ground to play in because they should know it. Wednesday had that a couple of seasons ago, didn't we? Where you're like, well, we play on it every other week. We should be... Yeah, we should know it's going to bounce weird and run slow, and like the other team should be coming and being perplexed by it. It shouldn't be that we're worse at home. Yeah, it should be an additive, but uh, I think they're in that same spot where it's not. It's not helping them. It's 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 hindering them. Um, Mm. I did say the uh, so my this is my my little one of my little pithy comments to join you in the uh, in the crew. Um, The football is so good that a person could be distracted by the mascot. Not me, but weaker men. (laughs) <laughs> well i'm glad you brought that up rich because uh maybe uh i'll fast forward a little bit we'll come back and talk about the rest of the chances okay. but uh you know I, I first uh i first clapped highs on um billy billy brewer is that his name billy um bertie i think he is bertie brewer i said can we talk about the burton mascot so they had a we had a corner like near the death which was of the first half with Mendes yeah. lang in that corner, the mascot gestures with Mendes Lang to get a move on with it, <laughs> which would have been delicious had we scored from the corner. Yeah. So I said, so Bernard the Brewers and maybe the large malformed Beano character, Bertie Brewer, of a mascot maybe is there to, you know, raise awareness of fetal alcohol syndrome. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a real... It's like somebody. I can't. I can't be cancelled if it's about a mascot. Who's <laughs> it's just a a grotesque cartoon cartoon abomination. It's like um, you know. Sometimes you do those those pictures where like everybody draws a line, <laughs> and yeah. somebody's been asked to draw a fat Dennis the Menace, and. <laughs> Every person mixed with mixed with no, they said fat Dennis and Menace mixed with the facial features of Plug from the Bash Street Kids with Bell's palsy. It's <laughs> <laughs> a hideous, hideous creature. Awful, awful. I think we've tried to incorporate like why are they obsessed with their initials? The weird. Is there a logo with that weird, like, <laughs> hey, it's that belly kicking a ball? 
right? And Richard... he's got the B on across his eyes. He's got the B on his eyes. I think his mouth makes an A or something. I don't know. Picture, picture, a, picture a world where Luke has just become the new, enterprising and exciting young editor of the Dandy. Rich come, Richard Miller comes in as a, an artist, and Luke says to him, Rich, I've got this brilliant idea. I want you, Rich, to do a new plot line where Desperate Dan becomes the Elephant Man. He eats, instead of like a cow pie, he eats <laughs> pie and catches elephantitis. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real fug of a mascot, isn't it? <laughs> oh dear! Is it is it made to make make? I'm proud <laughs> Make ugly people like me and you feel better about ourselves. Would you bring me another pie, please, Maggie? <laughs> A flower is here, town. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> is he is he Mrs. Havisham up in the up in the attic <laughs> of the Pirelli Stadium? Oh, let me out for this game of football! <laughs> oh dear, dear! Oh, <laughs> I like the Burton fans more than my friends, the the pigeons in the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the, he does have a thing, have something of Quasimodo about him. You know, I think it he, is a bit, isn't it? It's yeah. the hunchback, hunchback of Burton Albion, the hunch yeah. front of Burton Albion, hunch front. <laughs> <laughs> he bore all of the hunch in his face. <laughs> oh, <sighs> anyway, we scored a goal, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> We did indeedy. Yeah, that was the 31st minute, wasn't it? Um, we won a corner for some great work for Johnson. He got a deflection, which won the corner. And um, maybe maybe that was the, you know just because it's so difficult in the air and difficult to yeah. get it up there. That's why put some great invention from both Bannon and Mendes Lang to combine with that little little kind of one-two. Mendes Lang surges in and just pings it at the keeper, parried away. Byers reacts very well, very quickly, and yeah. nice little kind of swivel acrobatic, acrobatic nature to uh, yeah, to get it in two and two for George Byers. Yeah, who'd have wow. thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? Yeah, certainly not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because we did nearly sc- like you're saying that they, he was geeing uh, Mendes Lang along. We did nearly score from that corner as well. Like we were, we were slightly unlucky not to go in two nil up after this. Dreadful half of football. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, story almost got off the mark. That was a good. That was a good corner from Mendes Lang. Uh, another. Good yeah, that was. Oh. Um, well, I was, I was staggered. A, how it didn't go in. I mean, it was. It was I think we did everything it did. I think Garrett did very well. Yeah, the Burton Albion keeper to to keep it out in that situation. Definitely. That was one from the commentary. I think they were saying like, how did that? How yeah. did that stay out? And I yeah. completely agree with them. It's almost, I think, like, it might be one of those when you watch it back, it, it kind of, like, 
went through his legs, but kind of came off his bum cheeks or something. You know, sometimes like a keeper will just land on the ball fairly fortunately, or like some some vestige of their their body lands just a mm. bit behind the rest and and saves the ball. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the goal was the goal was great. I mean, short corner routine that that worked. Mm. Um, Oz capitalising on a goalkeeper spilling a ball for once. I mean, that's it's so often the boots on the other foot in that regard. And uh, yeah, yeah um, well done, George Byers. What a great return mm. to, to first team action for for him. By George, I think he's established himself. <laughs> it's nice when somebody's there through necessity, but they actually. He's grabbing this second opportunity, isn't he? He's- it is. It is. It's um, something that I think we feel cursed and worried that it's never going to happen for Sheffield Wednesday, but it did. It probably so. helps as well that he's our player. Like, it's not, he's not mm. a unique scarper off somewhere with his tail between his legs and, and start to try again somewhere else. We're, we're it for him, presumably for the foreseeable. So make it work here or don't play. And he wasn't playing much at Swansea. So, uh, you know. Good, good on him for for taking it with the right attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, I don't have anything else before half time. I don't know whether you do. Yeah, there's a whole things. I think we've we've kind of ripped over here. Nineteenth minute, I think we whipped a corner in which the wind took, and then it led to a very nervy punch out from Garrett's. Oh yeah. Twentieth um, minute, I thought there was some great work that we sprung a counter attack. I don't know who put it long. Maybe it was uh, Luongo who put it long for Mendes Lang, and then it kind of bounced on. He did some brilliant work to kind of run onto it, yeah. get round, you know, had the beating of his his right back a few times um, today when Mendes Lang, when he drifted out to the left. I yeah. mean, that's, that's the interesting thing is I thought he, you know, he did well and had a good game. But then if I think about it, you know, he probably shouldn't really be on the left. But, but then I don't know, it's effective. So It's a combination that's worked well as well, isn't it? And I think possibly sometimes him drifting out meant that Johnson could could go further forward or come further in field. And Johnson was having a very effective spell in and around their box as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what else kind of happened? Um, I thought there was a brilliant, neat, quick, quick one-two with Hunt and Byers. So Hunt was surging forward and then lovely kind of deft flick on um, from the back from it, from Byers. Hunt then surged forward, played it in low, but it, it was cleared before Patson yeah. could manage to get there. Um, I thought it was a really weird moment on the 35th minute. There was Palmer. Palmer was bit on the angle, but then somehow the ref pulled it back yeah. for a foul on Mendes Lang. But then he said it was a foul against Wednesday. This is a weird goal. This was a weird refereeing performance. It, it was said. a weird refereeing performance. 41st minute, Byers tries to replicate another worldie, but then he puts it out of the ground. Yeah, that was. It's fun. It's fun with the small grounds watching the people kick the ball out of the. Onto the roof. Do you want to guess? Do you know how many times the ball went out the stadium today? Uh, I'm going to guess nine times. It was nine times. Woo! What do I win? <laughs> uh, you win absolutely zilch nada. But uh, yeah, the last one was that terrible Mendes Lang free kick that just went like yeah. <laughs> straight up in yeah. the air. It would be really hard to do that on purpose, I think. I think so, yeah. <laughs> nice big yawn from Luke. Oh, oh dear. Don't... Well, you know, we're coming into the second half, so this is where we just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the energy off, feed off the gas. Second the energy half, gas. what second half? Second half, what second half? It's a game of 45 minutes. <laughs> it's a game of one half. 
And if you're lucky, that's enough. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, no, that's that's it for the that is it for the for the first half. Yeah, so we kind of saw 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 a a bit of a flurry from them at the start, but once we kind of weathered that, really, they didn't threaten very much at all. Did you? Was there? Was there some projectile issues with some people throwing well, some coins onto the pitch? They stopped the so the the second half they stopped the game early on in the second half, um, and apparently there was announcements about throwing things, but also abusing the assistant referee, and they also stopped the game later on as well. So part of the reason we ended up with eight minutes of time added on were, were those two, yeah. changes, which you just you, you don't want to see that really. It was it was Wednesday fans. Um, mm. this lino happens to be Asian and female. Uh, you don't want to turn and guess at what people were saying, but it's not hard to imagine people saying things that were entirely inappropriate and uh, probably won't, won't be a great look for our football club uh, when, we, when, when things, you know, when push comes to shove. But there we go. Yeah. We're That's wagging awful. our fingers in the same way as George Byer has been in a different direction. At those uh, those Wednesday fans, <laughs> but just as much sass. Oh dear! Oh well. Oh well. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's a fun, boisterous occasion, isn't it? Going to see a football team away, but uh, uh, but it's not like uh, there wasn't like anything that there were. I don't think there were any calls funny. made that were anything to take issue with before you get to the point of being a dick about things and then exactly being exactly. being personal. To someone, which is not called for and not acceptable. Exactly. Anyway, I wanted to ask just because I was kind of confused as to what was coming on. I actually went, popped out at, at uh, half time to get myself get myself a Pepsi and some uh-huh. Doritos. Brought, brought to you by Lays International. Mm. George Bias's dance moves brought to you by Dana International. Uh, so for the, I've got a note. Fifty-first minute. I don't know whether you were back by that stage or not, but uh, I was. I was. Okay, that was Mendes Langsford sort of nicking the ball on the halfway line, playing it to mm, Bannon, mm-hmm. setting up a kind of one-two with Bannon, where he was played in behind that back line, and mm. effectively it was kind of a two-on-one. They only really had one defender back. Patterson was breaking his back to get into the 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 uh, area. And keep up with Mendes Lang, but unfortunately Mendes Lang's cross to Patterson was 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 really well defended by uh, Brayford. Brayford got himself in the way there. He's um, not just any right back. <laughs> Martin mm. Martin Spencer's very own John Mr. Brayford. Burton Albia. Ooh, he's got a beard. The pigs spunked a cool million on him to be rubbish. <laughs> But he did well in that, you know. The, the, yeah. I think Mendes Lang possibly should have done better, but mm-hmm. um, well, I think we were. You <laughs> saw why we'd gone for that. You see why Mendes Lang's the person we've popped up there, though, because that that threat on the break is is constant. Uh, he's he's got so much pace. He runs with such power. Uh, yeah. Also, I want to celebrate as well. This is the first time in. Three and a half years of doing this podcast, Rich, which I, I think, as far as I'm recollected, and please correct me if I'm wrong here, Rich, where in my notes I've somehow misspelt Bannon as Nanan. Ah, <laughs> oh, lovely stuff. Nanan. Beautiful. 
What's your next note from them, Rich? Because I mean, I've, I've got a few notes, but I mean, it, okay. it it felt like it kind of the the pace of it did kind of cool down a little bit. Yeah, or maybe kind of opened up and got a little bit frantic, but really didn't have any great moments of kind of quality. I want to kind of say as part yeah, of yeah, you this. kind of break the pitch into thirds. It, it was all kind of happening in the middle third, wasn't it? And not much end to end stuff. My next note is sixty minutes, so I don't know if you yep. got in between that. No, me too. Yeah, 60 minutes, there's kind of several, it's a throw-in and and there's two or three headers that nobody really gets a hold of. It just kind of like bounces <laughs> along between them. Um, uh, falls to Johnson, who uh, gets the ball to Massimo Luongo and Luongo swivels and gets a shot away. Pretty you know, pretty nice turn to, to, to get to make the space for himself. But unfortunately, it's... It's it's straight over the bar and straight. It would have been straight at the keeper as well, either either way. But uh, you know, it's still holding a threat. That's I think that was the kind of the thing. We're ahead. We're still attacking. We're still holding a threat. Um, I've just put this is pretty poor from both teams to be honest. But Wednesday vaguely the better of the two sides. It it was a it was mm. a very very low quality game of football. This it has to be. Yeah. Uh, the pitch does not help. The wind really didn't help. But this was, we didn't quite come down to their level. We maintained some of our quality. No, but, I'm, but I mean, largely, Rich and I were pulling a similar face to uh, <laughs> to Bertie Brewer against this game of football, weren't we? <laughs> but they were, I mean, they were abysmal. This is, a, it, it, this, outside of that first 10, 15 minutes where they sort of tried to get going at, at, at a pace, they were they were really rubbish. Really uh, uh, as lumpy and as piss poor a League One side we've played, I think so this season. Yeah, like, I, I feel like the the Morecams and the Shrewsburys of the world have had more quality than yeah, than this I outfit. Think so mm. the, the, the commentators were oddly obsessed with Hasselbank. I guess that's one of the most. It's like the famous thing about the club at the moment is Hasselbank as the manager. Well, wasn't the thing with Hasselbank that he had like a really fantastic run with Burton as his first managerial bow? And then he 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 jumped for the big big time, and then he failed, and then now he's back there, right? Yeah. Which which you know is not any criticism. I think that I think that story's happened elsewhere with other it people. Has. Yeah, yeah. But they were really like in the first half. They're like, oh, he's gonna get told off by the manager. Oh, rather him than me. Oh, he's a brave man to do this and that. Is Hasselbank like a notably scary character? I always remember him being like one of the sort of nice guys of. No, he's he's a pretty, you know, maybe he's lethal in a striking way, but he was never particularly a a nasty character. And... No, it was it was really quite odd. I mean, I know, as I say, like it's the it's the famous thing about the club. So I guess you make a point of him being the manager. But um, they'd also made a couple of signings, so we were up against one of them from the off in in Malt. They just signed Louis Malt. Mm. Um, so they were like talking him up a lot on the commentary, mm. and then they kept going on about Sidey, Sadie, Sidey. Were they were they lamenting? Um, was it the young piglets that United sent them on loan, Jebison, being recalled? Because that was they didn't mention it. I don't know whether it was mentioned pre-match, but it wasn't mentioned during the match. I'm curious how the mo- uh, monitors up because I know that was kind of maybe you know maybe kind of angled for a kind of a bit of clickbaitiness. From yeah. the local press to be like, oh, Sheffield United have done Wednesday a favour today, right? And I, I didn't know what it was, and I had to find out. It was like, oh, he's the 
Yeah. He's the young kind of teenage striker who I think is coming through. I think he scored against Everton on like maybe one of his debuts in one of the yeah. which is enough rare, to for five million pounds, isn't it? By uh, the rare highlights in Sheffield United's crappy season in the Prem, the last one yeah. they had. But then that was that kind of reminded me, I guess, of like you saw how was it Longstaff, Matty Longstaff from oh, Newcastle? Yeah. Went on loan to Mansfield, did you see this? Bizarre. Yeah, but you, you, it does make you wonder, like, sometimes how much a high-profile goal has he scored a, a high-profile goal against Manchester United like for, yeah. for a win against Newcastle kind of will probably bar you quite a, quite a while in your yeah in your career. Yeah, because I've always thought, oh, he's a decent player and assumed mm. he was still on the outskirts of their first team, but maybe that's not been the case. So I only really do remember that one goal. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe you got a couple close together or something, but yeah. Um, when's your uh, When's your next note, Rich? From the next from the note, what seventieth minute? Okay, so I had the I thought the sixty um, fourth minute story did really well to clear the ball from a surge of pressure from Burton. Oh yeah, he actually um, you know kind of slid it out for a throw in in defence, which was really that good. That was really good, actually. That was really yeah. good, and especially it going for a throw in. Mm. Uh, it was quite an achievement from the from the space he was in. He was, I thought he had. I mean, he's had, he's quietly had a very good start to life as a Wednesday player. But today he had a great game. He really he was very good. He was a lot more pronounced with the work that he did today. Yeah. So he was he was a very pivotal part of that back three. Sixty uh, seventh minute, we mentioned Mendes Langley in the stadium from the free kick. Yeah, so bad. <laughs> Um, yeah, seventieth minute. I've got that Longo played a dangerous ball mm. to Myers, who inexplicably tried to sort of like dink it back to him, um, and it completely failed. It, it, it dropped about halfway short of its target and set them off on a on a counter. Um, and Luongo dived in to sort of take the yellow, but he almost overdid it. That was a pretty nasty challenge. A guy that's just come off the back of a three-game stint uh, on the sideline for a suspension. I was worried we were going to see red again. So, interesting. I, I missed that first play that I think you've kind of covered. So, you thought it was a really bad pass from Luongo. Well, Bias. Luongo kind of, you know, it didn't necessarily... Byers did the worst possible thing he could have done, but I, I was... Luongo shouldn't have passed it to him. He was not the player he should have played it to he was already under a lot of pressure which is bias panicked in the pressure but he didn't need to be put in that pressure the kind of domino right the dominoes dropping of this <laughs> this this movement of the game was luongo looked at three or four options presumably and picked a bad one <clears throat> bias didn't do so well with his control though didn't he so, did I mean... awful. that was yeah it didn't need to it didn't necessarily need to be a disaster but what bias did Insured they were going to get the ball from us. Yeah, so I mean, whoever's to blame? That's it. Luongo did take a yellow for the team, and he did. You know, covered covered the cock up by Bias. Yeah. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not excusing Bias from blame. I'm just sort of saying some of it. Some of it splashes onto Luongo. <laughs> it was definitely- and then maybe maybe another potentially contentious decision a minute afterwards in Remind kind me. of a counter from this chance. Oh yeah. Um, so kind of fortunate for Garrett, the Burton Albion keeper. Yeah. Maybe a yellow was about deserved. So Johnson did some great work again. He's just he was fantastic today. He was pinged it down the left, you know, and then 
Mendes Lang really it was kind of a bit beyond him but he was doing his kind of pounce and kind of poach to get out there a bit of miscommunication between you know Marks and Spencer right back John Brayford and uh, and Garrett's <laughs> and um yeah and then basically Garrett did basically take a yellow yeah. and maybe their arguments if they were not covering defenders in that situation could have yeah. could have been a red Let's be honest. That close to the sideline, I think it's you're gonna rare, it's gonna be rare you'll get it. But yeah, abs- yeah, it was it was pretty. I don't know really what he was doing out there as the, as the goalkeeper, to be honest. Uh, but he leaves himself with no choice really than to yeah. go, and he has to stop the play regardless of what happens really because he's gone out there and missed. Yeah, I sort of that passed me by a little bit. Sorry, I didn't make a note on that uh, that element, which uh, I should have done. Hmm. Um, we then st- st- started making our, our subs. So uh, Byers and Mendes Lang came off and So and Canberry came on and, and that meant Patterson dropped a bit deeper into midfield. Um, and So almost had an immediate impact. There was another great bit of great moment from Johnson. Uh, I- I'm calling it kind of a shoss because it was a cross but hit low and hard and it would have gone in if the keeper hadn't have intervened. Um, and the keeper let it squirm out from his hands, and it just went behind. So his momentum—he was—he was—he saw that the moment was emerging, uh, and raced in to to try and finish things off. But because of the keeper's touch, it just went behind him, and he, his momentum was going in the other direction. But um, another another fine bit of play from Johnson, and, uh, and mm-hmm. almost another goal for Wednesday. Um, Seventy-seven minutes, uh, Bannon. We just hit a straight corner. We've been doing, trying to do different things with the corners today, but this was just a cross, and ba- and Luongo got his head on it. Unfortunately, it was a bit kind of lofty and, and a fairly yeah. keeper to deal with, but a shot on target and um, a fairly decent set piece all round. Um, we then had probably our biggest scare of the game. Yeah, was Hutchinson got his position? So they changed. They brought on a bigger front man, and we panicked <laughs> seeing a big front man and the first time we had to deal with him at a, lo- a long ball Hutchinson got his position completely wrong um, ended up heading it backwards into the path of uh, Chapman their number 10 who was played into a one-on-one with Bailey Peacock Farrell who got down fantastically well really yes. brave yeah really uh, great he work. went with his legs but he made himself big it was very kind of Schmeichel-esque in, in some ways um, and the ball ricocheted out. They they did recycle the ball, but he, he also caught the cross that came in after that as well, which was nice and reassuring for everybody. Um, did really well. Um, so then, <laughs> this is where I, so I had I had started buffering around this period of time in my feed, and it cut out altogether at the eighty minute mark for um, just long enough to for me to miss the goal and any of the replays of the goal. So I had the nice su- surprise once it loaded up again of seeing that we were 2-0 up. Mm. Uh, but do you, what did I miss, Luke? Um, Just such great work again from Johnson. You know, he dinked it in following a throw-in to Bannon, who struck it low. It looked like it took a nick. I thought it took a nick clearly off. A Burton defender, but went clearly and very well into the into the far right corner, and the coverage gave the goal to Silasau. So it seems on 
kind of playing it back that he did actually get a touch on that to to put it in and probably maybe a, an important touch from what we see. So yeah, two nil. But it it looked like a great finish and um, good work from Bannon, regardless. Yeah, to get that strike in. Yeah, I, I've I have to, uh, I, I've since seen a replay back, so that so I do feel I, I feel complete in that regard. But um, yeah, I think I think I think so. It needed so's touch. I think it was great. It was great play by Bannon, but um, but I think it's a smart finish by by So. He's he, he knows where the goal is. Same as Canberra. Like he's maybe not the most gifted footballer, but he knows where the goal is. And there's so mm. many gifted footballers who don't. <clears throat> So it's not um, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's not a bad habit to have to uh, be able to put that thing in the old onion bag. Um, I didn't. I miscounted. Sorry, I have got another note here. Ten mm. balls out of the ground. Another <coughs> ball went out of the ground, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> it's ten in the end. Um, I, I said that we had the, our most worrying moment. We also had another worrying moment. Eighty-eighth minute or thereabouts. I. Oy. I put this down as three saves by Bailey Peacock Farrell. They were talking. I think about so. I think so. But I thought he saved that first one. Really, I thought it was it was just rifled onto the post. Well, yeah, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. But they had they had some chances in in a row there, didn't they? Really, um, so they did. First effort from distance, either saved by Bailey Peacock Farrell or absolutely smashed off the post and came about 20 yards out. Uh, they then had another couple of chances and Bailey Peacock Farrell got himself in the way of it and eventually somehow came out with the ball in his hands. He he quietly had a good game today. You know, th- those are key moments. If, he'd, if he bottled it on that one-on-one um, or made a mistake, and it, he also caught the ball so many times from crosses and shots. He didn't drop anything today on a day that was windy and there was lots of excuses to be made. Um, so many times he sort of had his defenders had the reassurance of him getting that ball in his hands and and slowing everything down, taking the time, um, and no none more so than this this moment. He uh, he put together a good couple of blocks and and then comes away with the ball. Um, Brennan came on for Bannon and we we got eight minutes of time added on. Uh, which seems extraordinary. <laughs> I thought there'd be a few because I remembered thinking about you know the whole um, the whole incident with um, with the with the official. Yeah. So I, I thought there would be something that would come from this, but still, it was still surprising to see that there was eight whole minutes. Oh, definitely. Of stoppage time. Yeah, um, but by and large, we sort of rode it. I don't really remember them having chances in that time added on, particularly. No, no, no. I think it would, it's just a case of the game just kind of wrestling out from that point, I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it did make me laugh, though. That they say, So they got they were really excited about this Saidi, make it Saidi, Christian Saidi making his, uh, his appearance. Um, <laughs> he... Uh, his first thing was he got the ball on like the halfway line, just like fell over flat on his face. And they're like, and then at the end of the game, they're like, oh, it's mouthwatering to see what he's going to be able to pull to pull off for us. Oh, it's real, a real tantalizing cameo. He got uh, on, on who scored, he got 5.7. He was the worst player involved in the game. But I, we've all been there. We all want to get excited about the Premier League youngster that's turned up, but he, he looked completely useless. Uh, bless him. 
bless them. If, if that gets you excited, then, uh, you know, more power to you. But, uh, <laughs> um, but three straight wins and three straight clean sheets, as we touched on earlier. This is, uh, this is what we've been crying out for, really. Yeah, what a what a what an amazing run of form, and seemingly out of nowhere <laughs> as well. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, and um, yeah, all of that's putting in us in you know very decent position and very decent seemingly running outlook for for February now. Yeah, which we knew this was a pretty a pretty huge month. Absolutely, for Sheffield Wednesday, but uh, we're doing what we need to do. Yeah, how are Couple of big big games coming up, haven't we? There's some big games. Let's uh let's get on to that after we cover let's yeah. look at the man of the match. Man era. of the match. Oh, it's tricky. It's a tough one, yeah. I think you have to go first this time because you, you forced me to go first last time. Okay. <laughs> um going through options, going through people involved. Um you can have some honorable mentions as well. Well, there's going to be a few of those. I'm going to be honest with you. Just one thing, by the way. Sorry, obviously this weekend is uh, Magic of the FA Cup weekend. So I was watching the uh, Kidderminster West Ham game, and mm. on TV they f- they're always forced to pick. It really annoys me, but they force the co-commentator to uh, pick a man of the match before the end of the game. They're like, "Oh well, it's nearly 90 minutes now, so who's your man of the match?" And it's like the match isn't finished. Things could change. So they gave man of the match to the the their like sort of hoary old centre back for Kidderminster, who almost as the words came out of the commentator's mouth, was just turned inside <laughs> out by Declan Rice, who scored the equaliser to send it to extra time. It's like, so who's your man of the match again? Is it that guy? That guy that's gone for a hot dog? <laughs> but like you could score a hat trick in three minutes. Hmm. Anyway, sorry. It's well and truly the end of our game, so I think we, we're we we're, we're <laughs> Oh, wow. So, honourable mentions. Um, I kind of want you to go first because I'm still kind of wrestling this in my head, but I'm, I'm going to carry on. I'm, I'm going to make up my mind when we get there. Uh, Peacock Farrell was great. Yeah. Um, as we mentioned, had some real heroics. Story had a very, very, very good game today. Um, the real the real star of that back three. I mean, Hutch and Palmer were decent as well. Let's give them their, their kudos. Um, you know, and then Mendes Lang was very good. Yeah. Johnson again. <sighs> Johnson was very good as well. And, uh, you know, it was a good game for Byers. Yeah. <sighs> Bannon. I think That's Bannon was good as well. I, I think from those names... I think maybe I'm going to go for Marvin Johnson, you know? Ooh, that's a good call. I just thought consistently it was impressive. It was difficult. You know, at one point I was there wondering about whether it was going to be Mendes Lang. Yeah. Because he was very, very good. He was very, very good. Oh, yeah, it's tricky. I I think I'm probably happy. I thought Johnson had a great game as well. Um, Mm. Just a real thorn in their side all the way through. And I don't know where he's got his energy from. He seems to have bags of... uh, he can keep going. He's not the quickest, but he can play at that pace for the full game, which is maybe better than being quick for 40, 50 minutes and then not being able to keep that up. Which He's is- looking so different as a player. He's looking so confident, so on it, so useful, so talented. It feels like a real change. Like it feels like we've really just let him kind of flourish and bring himself out 
into playing into these games of football. Like I felt the interesting thing was like, you know, I did make criticism of uh, Rob O'Neill calling him a steady Eddie (laughs) because that kind of covers over some of his defensive mishaps. Yeah. But I, I think it looks like we kind of restrained him for his kind of role within the Sheffield Wednesday yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. And now we're kind of unleashing him and letting him go. And is looking like a really explosive player when well, we do that. I wonder if weirdly, getting those minutes, getting that game time, albeit mm. in a weird position at centre-back, has kind of allowed him to get comfortable and get find himself again kind of thing. And now, like, now he's back where it's natural. It's suddenly like... Do you, know, do you know, like, it would... Yeah. There's nowhere to hide on a football pitch, really. It's very exposing. But there's less... You're less pressured, generally, on the ball in a defensive capacity. So if he was struggling and he hadn't quite found his feet, weirdly, like, playing centre-back, <laughs> which he had good games there, he had bad games there. But it kind of gave him game time. Mm. And now he's gone shuffled back to where he's natural... It, it 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 looks it looks like a uh, well yeah he, as you say he looks a different guy but it's weird you can't really do that for players there's always that thing of like oh they look rusty and it's like well mm. they kind of need to play through the rust yeah and oddly he might have been allowed to do that <laughs> in just this in this team. weird different role center back role side of center back yeah we've seen a very long gestation cocooning period for this uh for this butterfly of marvin johnson yes yeah but he sure is pretty now he's been a steady old chunky caterpillar at center back <laughs> think he'd be one of those like bushy ones looks like a <laughs> i think so yeah definitely <laughs> i also th- i also think him and mendes lang have a nice partnership and i think even though mendes lang was up top today you saw the fact that they kind of can lean on each other. They understand each other's position. Yeah. Isn't it weird? I, I completely forgot about Jack Hunt today. Yeah. He didn't have a huge amount to do because they, they, they weren't really an offensive force, were they? No, there's nothing. There's no great kind of wide men who were dangerous, really. No. Because it was all really just. know what they were trying to do. They were. Hoofy, 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 hoofy. Hoofy, hoofy. But hoofing it straight to Peacock Farrell often just like yeah. skip the front man by uh, like nine feet. Um, I think again, again, a bad lumpy league one side who maybe could have scored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's weird. So, I, who would you say for your man of a match, Rich? I, I, I'm happy to go along with Johnson, but I do. Th- I think probably Peacock Farrell's a little bit unlucky to to miss out. That's fair. I think that's he fair. Had, I think. It could have been a different sort of game if he if he hadn't done so well. He was very reassuring today in a way that he wasn't in the previous game. <laughs> he was a worry in the previous game. But to, today he really looked calm and assured, used the ball well often. Um, but just how many times he just... It was like a magnet. It just caught it in front of his face so many times, partly because there was no quality on display from them. But on a windy day in a horrible pitch where things... There's be so many excuses for getting things wrong. Yeah. He gave like his most assured performance in weeks. But yeah, I mean, tremendous stuff, really. What a great run. And what a. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, wasn't a great game of football, but we were comfortable pretty much throughout. Um, maybe we've maybe we've found some kind of way to play these sort of teams. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's too. Uh, I'm getting ahead of myself too much. But like, I think having the two front men 
and challenging them in behind means they can't get too over the top. And, and I don't think it's a coincidence that we've been playing, we've been keeping two men up at corners as well. So we're just trying to always keep a pace, a threat, a pacey threat on the break so that they can't pile in and overcommit on us and seems to be bearing fruit to, to an extent. <laughs> Good stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. big um, a big old couple of games now. Uh, we have <sighs> we have we have the top two essentially uh, visiting visiting Hillsborough, um, Wigan. Who? <laughs> sorry, I'm I'm sorry, I'm I'm going ugh, but not for the reason you think I'm going. But anyway, carry on, Wigan. We're entertaining Wigan. We got Wigan like. Wigan uh, Tuesday night. Uh, Wigan mm-hmm. who we beat at their place were one of the very few teams to have beaten them this season they've, they've only lost four games this season um, we were a quarter of their losses thus far <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, although interestingly they've drawn their last two games so they're not in they're not in kind of the red hot form they were a couple of weeks ago uh, but they're, they're you know they're, they're in fine fettle let's not let's not let's kid ourselves on that on that front and then, uh, yeah, Rotherham following the following uh, weekend, um, who've who've won four on the bounce at this stage. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they haven't lost in the league since the end of October, Wigan. Wigan. Let's yeah. let's put it let's put it in that. Let's put it in a in a proper context. In that terms. I was going because we're home against Rotherham. We're doing that wacky. Oh, we're doing wacky midday kickoffs, aren't we, on a Sunday? Oh right, yes. You're gonna to have to go to Hillsborough on a on a Sunday. Mitch. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Hillsborough on a Sunday. Isn't there anything worse than Hillsborough on a Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> I've also I've got to, uh, I was one of the lucky few, the lucky four thousand or five thousand people that have got tickets to to the Donny uh, Donny away. Have you really? Yeah, a rare away day. That should be fun. Should be good. Please, please. Uh... Please tell me how uh, Land of Land of Heroin treated you. <laughs> I had a great story where I went to Doncaster and then uh, I, was, I was seeing Wednesday there and I was, you know, before the days of such the readily available smartphones. Yeah. And I asked someone, some local person, where the stadium was and she went, which one? Which I think in her went, was basically thinking like the race course was a stadium. Uh. But like, it's not a stadium. It's <laughs> It's a race course, oh, yeah. madam. I think the only time I've been to Doncaster, I uh, was uh, saw a U2 concert. Uh, At the Dome? Yeah. Well, the Athletic Stadium it was. Oh, okay. I'm not so... a huge U2 <laughs> fan, but uh, it was, you know. I thought... So uh, you've been to Donny's Ground to see U2? Oh, right, yeah. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Let's just clarify. So I'll, be, Maybe... I'll be returning. Maybe I made the jokes on me. Maybe there is a multitude of stadiums in Doncaster. <laughs> Maybe that's all there is. They call it Stadium City. <laughs> Twinned with nowhere else. Nowhere else <laughs> has the ideas to put 10 stadiums in one location. I Yeah, I, I'm not a huge U2 fan, but um, I was, you know, I sort of enjoyed my time at the concert. I think five encores is too many. That's just, I'm mm. going to say that for anybody. Hot um, take. Yeah. But uh, the worst thing about it was get, was getting out of the car park afterwards. I think we were like three hours in the car park getting it. Ooh. It was just complete madness. That's like getting out of Glastonbury. 
Uh, was there was like it was like a mini Glastonbury in stadiums. Uh, headliners, the bumper of the car in front, because that's what you have watched for the longest amount of time. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that I mean, it's a tough week, but then we're in we're in decent form as well. We've won we've won four mm. out of five going in. Um, there's no time like the present, really, in terms of our form uh, in, in this season. So fingers crossed. Um, it's going to be tough, but interestingly, I think we've tended to do not too badly in these games, particularly at home. Uh, it's more, it's more the kind of the tiddlers that have, that have given us grief. The ones we should win have been have been much harder for us. Uh, but yeah, there we go. Um, it'd be interesting to look back on it, although not in ideal circumstances. That will be a late one, podcast-wise, I guess. It will. It will. I guess I'll have to... I have to ask my question. Do I want to get up for 5am in the morning? That's a big question. I'll think about it then, but uh, yeah. Next next episode might be a bit late, but we'll get out there, folks. Yeah. There will be some more content in your feed at some point. <laughs> oh. Content. Okay. On that note... On that note, uh, yeah, wish you all the best for the for the week ahead and um we'll talk again cheerio folks see everybody Bye.